Hello and welcome to the first episode of Stand and Deliver, a JoJo podcast. This week, the first five episodes of Phantom Blood. host Larry Davis and I am going to be guiding my best friend for many years my um life partner some would say uh George Brundle who has never seen the show before yep uh I'm sorry you said JoJo's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is the name of the program I thought we were watching Bobo Bobo Bo you mean Bobo 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 Bo yeah I think I watched the wrong show well, we fucked up. We gotta start over. And yeah, can we take a break? We'll come back. I'll watch JoJo's. Okay. All right. All right, we're back now. Have you actually watched the correct series this time? Yes, I watched. Uh, I think it's the 2002 JoJo's Bizarre no, Adventure All right, series. hold on. Stop. All right. Uh was there another one and we're back now have you watched the most recent 2012 anime you, you series? sent me yes you sent me all the links i actually i'm pretty sure i watched the right one this time okay tell me before <laughs> we started this what did you know about jojo's bizarre adventure uh so a few things. Um, I know that there are parts to JoJo, but I don't know exactly what that means. Like, if it's uh, completely different stories of different characters, or if it's just, like, different arcs, like a Dragon Ball. Um, uh-huh. I know that there are stands, and they're, like, personas. Uh, Pretty much. I know there's a guy named Dio, and he has a steamroller, and he says, uh, Rai a lot. Rai. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's there's some fighting games. Like mostly, what I know Dio from is like fighting game sprites and stuff like that. Uh, salty, but I play around in a lot. I would um, imagine a lot of people, uh, myself included, their first exposure to the series was the Dreamcast game. Uh, mine was just like when that thing with like the steamroller became like a meme. That was my first exposure to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. True. And, well, and that's um, from that fighting game. Which, God, that's been, like, so many years ago. Oh, itself. sure. It's ancient. We're old uh, men. <laughs> I know what uh, it's me, or it was me, Dio, is from. Because, like, I knew that as a meme, too, and eventually just got really curious one day and looked up, like, that scene with no context. So I, like, had a vague understanding of of what that was. Uh, I know Dio loves to smooch women. Yeah, Dio loves two things. He loves smooching ladies uh, against their will and dropping steamrollers on people. Yeah, I have some notes of what Dio likes now that I've familiarized myself more with the series. All right, uh, I know I know that there are, there are multiple Joes, but I don't know how to tell them apart. Um, yeah, 
There's a real goofy-ass looking dog at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's like it, also like that. It's sort of a fighting, like a a shonen fighting series, but also like there is a horror element to it, and that the art style is real weird and kind of gross. But I also dig it. Yeah, and that's that's about that's more or less all I knew about JoJo before going into this thing. I anything more specific than that, I had no idea. Okay. I mean, that's uh, probably for the best. You'll be coming into all this completely fresh. And uh, now you get to see how the reality lives up to your expectations. And without giving anything away, uh, how would you say that it, you know, how did it shake out for you? I'm really enjoying this so far. Great. Like, more and more than I thought that I would. So to clarify on the format of this series... Uh, Real quick, to to be totally upfront, when you first pitched the idea for this podcast to me, I had been drinking, so I was just ready to say yes to anything. I didn't really want yeah. to watch JoJo's. I'm into JoJo's now. Okay, good. So... I mean, you put a couple drinks in you, you'll say yes to anything. That's... yep, that's true. Anyway... To clarify the format of this show, might take that out. I don't know. You know today's climate and whatnot. Um, I, I my favorite my favorite brand is Cronenberg uh, Dead Zone. No spoilers. So I, was, I was sipping on I was sipping on that. <laughs> yeah. So the format of this show every week we will watch. Uh, still haven't quite nailed down the number of episodes. Uh, it seems like from looking ahead, specifically for part three. It might be best to do four episodes a week because there are so many two-part episodes that it would either be four or six. Um, but either way, we will list what episodes are covered in both the episode title and at the end of each one. So you at home can watch along and experience it either new, like we are, uh, which I should mention, even though I have uh, I've read the manga... I have never actually watched the anime, so this is new to us both. Yep. Uh, uh, I to to be clear, I have uh, obviously since we ran down what I know about JoJo's, I've never read the manga. Well, no, of course not. You're you're an uncultured swine. Yeah. No, I hate reading. Yeah. I mean, it has pictures in it. That's true. I could follow along. Yeah. But anyway, this uh, first episode. Uh, of the podcast that is we will be covering episodes one through five of the 2012 anime series which is the first five episodes of phantom blood part one of jojo's bizarre adventure now george tell us uh give me a quick rundown of how this begins as we open in the late 1800s a carriage has flown off the side of the road and into a ravine and a man we um this is in london england uh, unusual yes. for a Japanese production because the author Hirohiko Araki is like a reverse weeaboo. He loves that, Western culture. That is true, uh, and I kind of brought this up to you before already. But what what I got really interested in watching this is they use a lot of uh, English terminology like bloody hell and old chap and stuff like that. And I would be interested to find out if they use a different dialect of Japanese to sort of capture, like, the more hoity-toity way of speaking. Because, yes. like, in in, a, in an English production, 
the difference between an American accent and a British accent is so much more pronounced and easy to convey. It makes me curious how you would do that in like another language where you can't just do the same, like speak from the back of the throat thing. Right. Like maybe they uh, affected a more aristocratic method of speaking or something for it. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, you know, you my, often my hear... ears would have no way of picking up on that in yeah. Japanese. You often hear about in Japanese things, they will use like a Kansai dialect to indicate the equivalent of a southern accent, but I can never tell the difference, so I don't know. Yeah. They do insert anyway, English words a lot. Yes, they do. And it's fantastic. Yes, it is. Uh, but uh, two people happen upon the accident. Uh, one is a man that we come to know as Dario Brando and his impossibly too good looking for him wife. Yes. And they just immediately start looting corpses. As you do. Yes. Yeah. Customary to the times. Uh, but as Dario is lifting a ring off of uh, George Joe Starr's finger, uh, George awakens and believes that Dario has saved him and his son, but unfortunately his wife has died in the accident. Because George is a rube! Yes. He's a sucker! Uh, a rube... A rube and a gentleman, which this show kind of makes a case for going hand in hand. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Badario thinks to himself, like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to milk this Patsy for all he's worth. And then we uh, jump That's to the future. That's not what Patsy means. Okie dokie. <laughs> rube. Yeah, okay. Sucker. Yeah, this, this sucker. Uh, but we jump to the future. It is 12 years later. Which, take one look at the... So JoJo was a baby right. at the start of this, and 12 years later, the, the way that he and Dio look... They look is, about 16. Yeah, they do not at all look like they were supposed to be 12 years old. I go a step further and say that they look maybe like they are already 18. Maybe. Like 18. I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Dio is so beautiful that he could easily pass for younger. That That is true. Uh, there is another uh, time skip later on in the episode, though, and you see how much more they age, and it, it kind of makes a little bit more sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, is... for this, it seems like they're way too huge, but then they end up turning yeah. from normal people into monstrosities, so it makes a little bit of yeah. sense. I was going to say they become even huger, and then yeah. you just start to understand... But uh, Dario is uh, sick in bed. He is barely lucid. Uh, two minutes, 30 seconds into this episode, he says, Dio, can you hear me? Yep. And I should mention that. fantastic. According to the gravestone that is shown, when he died, he was 53 years old. He looked like shit. Yes. Well, you drink enough. Yeah. I mean, you, you know about that. Oh yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm 30 years old, and I look at least twice Dario's age. Yeah, you're kind of just indistinguishable from the crypt keeper sometimes. That's true. I get stopped on the street all the time. And they're like, "Hey, aren't you that guy? Don't I know you from somewhere? Hey, can you say boils and ghouls for me? You know, celebrity so stuff." We... Yeah, you know, sign a few autographs, make a few bucks. So we start getting into this, uh, we take a look at the differences between JoJo's life as a spoiled aristocrat 
and a gentleman as he is uh, wont to remind us. And Dio, who is living in squalor. JoJo's over here eating steaks like goddamn Goku, and Dio is getting into bar fights. Yeah. You know, Dio's but... a true de- gentleman. Dio- JoJo's a true gentleman. Dio is not. Yeah. It is made very clear very early on. Yes, something they like to reinforce as often as possible. Oh, yes. Uh, but, as Dario is dying, he gives Dio a letter as part of a final grift that he can deliver this letter to George Joestar because he apparently owes a Wookiee life debt to Dario Brando, meaning he will have to take care of Dio and raise him as his own son. And George Joestar falls for this and accepts it, and then Dio proceeds to systematically essentially insert himself into the Joestar's family, and so he will be the sole inheritant once he uh, gets rid of everybody else. Uh, so a little bit before this, though, uh, we meet another important character. I think it's right before Dio shows up. Uh, Arena, who is a, a young woman who's being bullied by two guys, and Joseph, uh, Jojo, is is so so much of a gentleman and so kind-hearted that he has to insert himself into that situation and break up the fight. He gets his ass kicked, like, right away. Uh-huh. And then when they find out he's rich, they kick his ass even harder. Yeah. So we've already sort of established one key fact about JoJo is that people kind of don't like him because he is a rich wuss. Uh, but Arena's into it. I mean, you don't like and him. No, like, like at this point, at this point in the show, I really actually do not like JoJo. I think he's just the wussiest. Yep. Um. In fact, I have that right in my notes, word for word. He is just the wussiest dude. Uh, but Arena is intrigued by him, and Jojo doesn't want to uh, let his name be known to her because he doesn't want to feel like that uh, he's indebted to her or something like that. Or that, that she's indebted to him, rather. Possibly. I'm still not sure exactly what the motive there was, but yeah, yeah, he, d- he doesn't but he want dropped- her to know who he is. He does happen to drop his fancy monogrammed handkerchief, though, so she finds that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Jojo's a dip. Yeah. But Dio arrives uh, by carriage on the Joestar estate, and uh, which he bursts out of it. Yes. Either like a badass or a total fairy, he does like a triple flip out of the carriage and then gracefully lands. Yes. Because Dio knows how to make an entrance. Yes, he does. And then Dio immediately uh, tells Joe, you have me doing it now, Jonathan, not Joseph Joestar. He tells Jonathan that he is number one. Yep. And at this point, the family dog, Danny, uh, runs up to greet Jojo and Dio, and Dio just smashes his knee into this dog's jaw. That's right. Gives him a running knee like he's Daniel Bryan. Yes, um, I've written here Dio is extremely unimpressed with the Joestar family dog. Yes. Uh, and at this point, speaking of my notes, I had begun to make a tally of things I know about Dio and things I know about Jojo. So for the things I have about Dio at this point, I wrote, he is not a gentleman, he hates dogs, Dio is number one. Yes. And Jojo is a gentleman and the wussiest dude. Mm-hmm. In in about ten minutes of the show, it's done a very good job of letting you know exactly who these guys are. Yeah, 
you know, that's uh, that's character development. Yep. Uh, but Dio, his whole plot is he he basically just wants to assume JoJo's life. And so he wants to systematically break JoJo down in every arena he possibly can. Yes, he's like the Billy Bob Thornton character in season one of Fargo. That's right. Everybody knows that. Later on, he's going to strap Dennis uh, Reynolds to some exercise equipment. Uh huh. Hey, no, don't spoil that show. Come on. Anyway, so check out our new it, podcast, "Farting Around with Fargo," where we both watch Fargo for the first time while drinking Fago. That's right. Uh, so also as part of this, uh, JoJo apparently participates in amateur boxing. And Dio decides that he's going to get in on that action too And so he signs up as a challenger And in an air monologue says that he'll use the skills he has learned In the rough and tumble parts of London Booth boxing, he calls it Which apparently just means jabbing your thumb into the other person's eye <laughs> Yeah That's a pretty I messed really up thing I really appreciate Dio's yeah, Dio's dirty way of fighting also impresses everybody. Yeah, everybody's psyched. They're like, "Yeah, yeah. you did it." You Shit, this him in Dio the dude eye. is cool. Wow, Woo! fucking mangled him. And then uh, uh, Dio tells them that he's going to teach them the secrets of poking people in the yep. eye. But, but you can't <laughs> yeah, tell. But him. Don't tell JoJo. Yeah, don't tell JoJo because he can't keep a secret. And everybody's like, "Yeah, I guess." I mean, you said it, so, so sure. Everyone in town is so into Dio, Dio can say anything he wants about JoJo, and they just inherently believe it. Which is, like, partly predicated on the fact that they sort of just don't like JoJo to begin with. Yeah. But, like, now JoJo is super just reviled. Like, even the friends he did have want nothing to do with him. Uh-huh. Uh, except for Arena, who is making an effort to actually connect with JoJo, and they do end up falling in love, so... Despite, like, things going real bad for JoJo, now he's the happiest he's ever been. Sure. Uh, which really eats away at Dio, because I've added to my notes, Dio's into mind break because he doesn't want to stop until JoJo's mind is broken. Yeah, he won't stop until JoJo's making an ahigao face. <laughs> oh, no. That's what you're getting at, right? Uh, yes. So uh, you've seen you've seen Dio in action, man. There is no way he is not into that. You're not wrong. Uh, so yeah, so he goes to uh insert himself in between JoJo and Arena in a, a very Dio fashion. Oh yes, this is the uh, very well known. It was me, Dio scene. Infamous. Yes. Uh, where he pretty much just forces himself on Arena and kisses her, and then he realizes, and he probably already knew before he did it, which is why he did it, that uh, JoJo had yet to kiss her, and she had yet to even be kissed. So he's like, oh, you thought JoJo was going to be your first kiss, but it was me, Dio. And really, it, it's not, like, super pervy or anything. Like, he's just, he, like, he gives her a smooch, and that's it. Also added... Also added to the list, Dio into cuckolding. Oh, boy. 
edit that part out. <laughs> dog whistles in this podcast. Oh no! But anyway, JoJo finds you out whistle about on this. the dog whistle, and then you need the dog in the jaw. And... Yeah, <laughs> like get out of here, dog. We're gonna uh, gather all the dogs up. We're gonna put them in a box, okay? Wait, don't get too ahead of things. <laughs> so JoJo finds out about this, and yes. he is mad at Dio, and so they fight. Right in the mansion. Yes, and, and and JoJo is actually pressing Dio back at this point. And Dio gets freaked out, and that's when he realizes oh, yeah. that every time JoJo is beaten down, he comes back stronger because he's part Saiyan. Yeah, and so his solution is to just pull a knife on him. That's right, because he's Dio. Uh, yep. And so, in the process of fighting, we haven't mentioned this, but. In the uh, wreckage, at the start of the episode, there was a briefcase with a a weird-looking mask in it. It sort of looks like an ogre's face, as we later find out that's just how he draws vampires. Yeah. Um, but this mask has been has been hung on the wall in the JoJo or the Joestar estate, and in the process of the fight, it gets blood splashed on it and comes alive. Like it, it grows these little. Uh, tendril things and starts walking around like a spider it's like frampton comes alive <laughs> yes it's exactly like peter frampton yeah in many ways i mean it sucks the life out of you it turns you into a monster it has six legs yeah <laughs> <laughs> it says it will be in you oh no that was a hit uh but George shows up and he he puts an end to this fighting and like sends them to their rooms. Yeah. Uh, and then later, a a member of the help, like a, a butler or something, is gathering up garbage to throw into the incinerator. Uh, there's a box there that he just assumes the maids have thrown out. So he doesn't bother to check it. He just nah. tosses it in. Yeah. Who cares what's in there? Why would you look? No. But then the incinerator door starts like something's banging against it and he realizes there was something living inside the box and come to find out Dio had taken Danny, put Danny in a box, and then had Danny incinerated alive. Yeah. Which is the worst thing that Dio has done so far. It will not be the worst thing that Dio has ever done. No. So, that's the end of episode one. Episode yep. two. Uh, are also also though our our first instance of roundabout. Yes, that's true. Uh, um, which, which I I feel we should point out that you said that there is a scene in the comic that's not actually in the show. Yes. Well, it's just the very beginning of the comic starts with the um with an Aztec ritual which portrays the use of the stone mask, which is not how the show opens, but. The end credits do feature a mural that shows like Aztec drawings or like carvings sort of portraying that. So it's not really an important thing. Like in the comic, it's like the first two pages or something. But it was just a noticeable, uh, <clears throat> a noticeable difference between the two. Yeah, I, I do really like the uh, the end credits sequence of like the blood running through the mural and everything until it eventually reaches the mask. Uh, contrast really that like with the actual... Yeah, I mean, 
some would say yes's best and only good song uh that someone was you <laughs> you son of a bitch yeah yeah probably leaving me high and dry here on this no recording. well i was trying to think of others but yeah, I yeah think, okay i think i agree with my previous assessment trying to give yes the the benefit of the doubt while yeah. giving me the roundabout that's right <laughs> but contrast this with like the opening credits that we are finally treated to in the second episode because the first oh, no. one was just a cold opening that rolled right in the cgi in the opening credits fucking sucks yes. so much it really does. The comic panels that are animated look totally fine. Absolutely. I actually really dig that. The song is but, great. Yeah. Uh, in fact, so good that I don't skip the intro. I just tab out, listen to the song, and let the horrible animation run its course <laughs> where I can't see it. I watched it every time because every time I found something new <sighs> to disgust me. No, and it, it is... Just the CGI models are very... They're not bad themselves. It's the way that they animate that just looks so herky-jerky and awful and low-rent. Yep. And it's just showing you at, like, a breakneck pace scenes from later on in in the series. Mm -hmm. uh, which, for me, like, I wasn't able to, like, focus on them long enough for it to really spoil anything for me. But when I do see those scenes actually play out in the show, it kind of makes me think about, like, oh, this looks way better in the actual show than it did in the intro. Yeah, and for me, like, I'm seeing all these things I already knew about from the from the manga, and uh, it's just like, oh, here's the part where Dio has the mask on and gets shot a bunch, and here's where he's walking up the wall, except these look way worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's a real rough intro, man. Yeah. I can tell you, though, uh, future intros are way better. I ha I think I've seen the intro to, I want to say it's like part four. Yeah. That one's pretty good. I remember. Yeah, that, was, that one was fine. Uh, but this one, most this certainly one not fine. It was also 2012. I'm not going to say that like CGI animation and anime has gotten a whole hell of a lot better, but it at least has, like, that studio has had more experience by this point. So, this, yeah, by part four. This was the studio's first, like, actual production that they did solo, I believe. Yeah. Hey, look, I, I couldn't forgive this. I might not be able to forgive something like, say, I don't know, Berserk. <laughs> yeah. Man, that Which, works. honestly, actually, actually looks worse than the animation in this intro, so fuck, man. It does, because, like, at least the models and stuff in this look pretty good. <laughs> The ones in Berserk do not. Remember the part where Jojo, like, walks off all angry, and so they just have him, like, vibrate off screen? Sure. I assume that's a Berserk reference. It, yep, it is. So episode two uh, is yeah. seven years later in yep. 1888. Uh, Jojo, got, Jojo got fucking ripped. Yeah, Jojo is swole, as the kids say. He is thick with two C's. Oh, oh! I could sit oh, on his Jojo. pecs like a, I could sit on his pecs like a like a park bench, man. I want to play him like a bongo. <laughs> Hunga munga. <laughs> so, Jojo and Dio are now a uh, kind of begrudging brothers in a way. Uh, they're yeah, playing they are football the... in college. Yep, they've got a really good dynamic going. Or no, on. they're uh, um, actually playing rugby. Actually, no, I should mention. Oh, 
Okay. That's why they say... uh, Indistinguishable to me, because I know nothing about either of those sports. Well, that's why they say uh, that he scored a try when he uh, gets the ball in the end zone. Yeah. But he... um... Also, American football did not exist in London or, I think, anywhere back then. I don't know what existed in London back then. Come on. Uh, But... There, there is this moment where uh, Dio refers to George as his own father, which Jojo kind of remarks as being interesting because he's never done that before. And then we get a little bit of like internal monologuing where Jojo's like, you know, I know we should be friends and everything, but I feel no love for this man, and I have not been able to get past the stuff that happened seven years ago. And while all this is happening, like two of the street toughs who gave Arena shit in the previous episode now work for the school newspaper and want to do a report specifically about how good Dio and Jojo's friendship is. Yeah, they're they're like uh, Larry Bird and Dr. J, apparently. They're just like a dream team. <laughs> Sports but, bros. But this is an interesting thing that Dio is doing because he is essentially fabricating this good rapport with Jojo so he can be a bit more... From what I gathered, like covert in his actions, he is he is much less like in the first episode he was aggressively just trying to break JoJo, and now he's sort of shifted gears into, oh okay, I'm just going to inherit the fortune by playing the nice. Yes, he's sort of moving more into uh, a subterfuge sort of methods. Yeah. Instead of uh, I'm going to knee your dog in the face and then poke your eye out. Uh. Kiss your girl. Yeah. yeah. He, he just, now he's moving on to uh, poisoning. Yeah. Really stepping on up in the world, uh-huh. this Dio. Should mention before we get to this part that uh, there is mention of Jack the Ripper being out and about. Yeah, that's, uh, I can't remember if that happens actually in this episode or the next one. but It, it but happens yes, in this one because I noted it, but I believe the okay. actual scene of him is later, like in episode three. There, there are two episodes that, that do this. There's one where it's just like, oh, it's it's such and such time in London and Jack the Ripper's out, but someone worse is on the way. Yeah. And then there's a, another episode where they, they give you the same kind of setup and then a, a hook right before the the opening. Yeah. And I kind of, I, I like that. Um, but anyway, I just like so whenever George... stuff sort of incorporates historical Yeah. You know, oh, there's figures. a... There's a real good episode at the end of this five-episode chunk that is nothing but that. Yeah. Okay. But so, anyway, uh, George's current state. Yeah, George George Joestar has taken ill mysteriously. Uh, as far as anybody knows, he just had a cold, and yet he keeps mm. getting worse. Uh, Jojo begins to suspect that Dio has poisoned him. Yes. Uh, Jojo has also been doing his own independent research into the mask. Yeah. Which I'm not uh, sure he... exactly what that like what that entails. It kind of seems like he just sort of looks at the mask and then writes stuff down. Uh, he smears some blood on it. Yeah. And it pops out the needles and he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so they do mention that Jojo is studying to become an archaeologist. Yes. 
So there is at least you can infer that like he's maybe found some like books and other sorts of reading material that might have given him some more insight onto the mask. I I believe George is said to have been an archaeologist as well. Yeah, because he's like in George's study when he's doing this, and I believe there were like books and stuff that he was referring to. Yeah, and like he's but, the one who had the mask to begin with. Yeah, it, and it is in the process of studying the mask and like pulling books out that he ends up finding Dio's or, or Dario Brando's letter to his son. Yes, and that's when he figures would... out this whole scheme to uh, get the inheritance. Yeah, because he he pieces together that. Uh, Dio had in fact poisoned his own father Yes And uh, it should be noticed Or uh, it should be noted at this point There is a scene with George Joestar Sick in bed Where he mentions perhaps going to the hospital And Dio says Hospitals don't cure anyone They're only after profits Because of this goddamn Obamacare Am I right? (laughs) It's really weird He looks right into the camera when he's saying it It's Obamacare it suddenly becomes English and like the lip syncing is way off. And... <laughs> Somebody snuck into the recording studio and they were like, I got some things on my mind. Um, but JoJo's, JoJo's fantastic plan is to just have Dio swear to him as a gentleman uh-huh. uh, that he is not murder- murdering his father slowly with poison. Uh, his whole plan hinges on Dio being a gentleman, which he is most certainly not. Well, no, to be fair, but... his plan hinges on Dio being extremely prideful, which actually is not a terrible exactly. gamble on his part. So I had, I was pretty much just reading from my notes, and as soon as I got done writing that, it's revealed that Jojo, in fact, was expecting Dio to not be a gentleman and just fucking attack him to <laughs> prove that he was poisoning his father. Yeah. So hats off to Jojo. Yeah. Also, uh, you get a flashback scene of Dio buying the poison, where for some reason when he bought it, he was wearing a costume that looked like the Phantom Thieves from Persona 5. (laughs) He's got a mask and a coat and everything. Oh, George's father is, uh, you know, he's trying to steal his fortune, so he's got to go in, you know, through through the app and... Yeah, yeah, you have to steal his heart. Exactly, yeah. So but, anyway, uh, after this encounter... Dio's now outed. Yeah. yeah. And and Dio, he has this uh, inner monologue where he decides he has to get rid of Jojo as well. And he gets this plan where he says, if he can get this mask to jam its spikes into Jojo's brain, it'll look like an accident. And I don't yeah. know, I don't know what the logic there is, but I guess that it must be known that like JoJo's been fucking around with this mask, and maybe one day something goes wrong, and JoJo's curiosity gets the better of him. Yeah, but this also seems like an incredibly stupid, convoluted plan, and there might be easier ways to make JoJo's death look like an accident. Like I don't know, the fact that JoJo is going to go look for the source of of the poison. In like a really, really, really bad neighborhood, and if Dio's got connections, couldn't he just like pay someone to like I don't know stab him in the alley? Uh, yeah, he could. That would look even more like not Dio. It was I, not Dio. That's yeah. 
Uh, I also have in my notes before we get too far away. Uh, Jojo just tosses Dio with one hand over a damn banister. That's right. <laughs> he almost gives him an attitude adjustment over the banister. <laughs> but anyway, Jojo has now gone to a very, a very bad part of town. Uh, so bad that cats are eating puppies. He goes, yes, he goes to find whoever sold this poison so he can, I guess, find an antidote for it? Yeah. Uh, I, I do really like that bit, though, where just something moves out of the shadows and it's a cat with a puppy in his mouth and Jojo yeah. just screams, that cat ate a puppy! That's right. Also, he goes to Ogre Street. Somebody once told me... Which is what made me think even more that Mask was an ogre. Yeah. I mean, it, it is pretty ogreish. Yeah, but anyway, he he is a uh, straight away attacked by uh, three men. Uh, yes. One of which has a yes. a hat with with blades in it. Yes, that he just tosses at him like odd job. That's right. And is uh, at Joe this Joe point, just... is at this point, you have met the best character in the entire series, Robert Eo Speedwagon. Yeah. So, uh, Jojo dispatches these men, but he does so uh, as a gentleman as a gentleman would by pulling his punches just enough that he doesn't kill or mortally wound any of these men. And Speedwagon recognizes this and is immediately taken aback by Jojo's kindness, and is now just like a complete hanger on and follows Jojo around wherever he goes. And just yeah. thinks Jojo is like the best shit in the world. He's like Al Pacino in The Devil's Advocate. He's like, I'm a fan of Jojo. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> uh, but you don't actually find out Speedwagon's name until like, he's like, I swear on my name, my family name, Speedwagon, that no harm will come to Jojo. Yeah. Robert E.O. Speedwagon. That's the yeah. best. It's just the best. I'm glad they kept that in the English dub because they changed a lot of other names. But I guess they, that they one was just far enough that they could keep it. They immediately followed this with another just really, really, really good reference. And I, I think I had mentioned it earlier on in this recording, but Dio is now nursing his pride uh, with a bottle of Cronenberg brand Dead Zone, uh, I assume like whiskey or yeah. brandy. yeah. <laughs> It says in big layers Cronenberg, and then under that is Dead Zone in small I letters. had to, I had to pause the show at that point and just take a walk around, because between Speedwagon and Cronenberg Dead Zone, it was just too much for me. That reminds me, actually, I should check and see if that is in the manga. Let me look just a second. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had asked you that trying not to, like, uh sort of spoil anything because you you hadn't caught up to where i was because i'm curious if that's in the this good uh he's just in larry's in the background now dead air okay <clears throat> let me look no the uh whiskey bottle is this so that's something oh, they okay. added that was a that was just a little bonus for the show oh wait no just a little treat for us Yes, it is. Oh. It is in there. Oh, okay. All right. In one, in most of the panels, it's unreadable, but there is one. He has it like held upside down, and you can see that it says Cronenberg Dead Zone on it. 
the the anime calls more attention to it because it does have just a tight close up on the yeah. bottle. Oh, this this panel is also close up, but it's like upside down. Hmm. Well, I I mean I guess that's the difference is. I don't know. I guess the anime from the I don't have the panel in front of me, but it sounds like the anime probably calls more attention. Oh, to it, it is. Directly. It is. But anyway, like the. Sure, he's drinking from a bottle of Dead Zone, uh-huh. and then like he encounters his own street punks, uh, who are not too happy with the fact that he bumped into them. Uh, so Dio's just like, shit. All right, I'm going to just like test this mask on these two dudes. Yeah. And how's that turn out? Not so good for Dio. <laughs> I mean, he finds out what the mask does. As yeah, it turns so out, this... the mask turns you into a vampire. Yeah, like, which, again, it is entirely to do, I think, with the art style. This did not immediately register me as, to me as a vampire so much as it was a zombie. Yes, but zombies are different. Sure. So, like, at first, the the dude just looks like a shambling old corpse that is attacking Dio, except it's, like, incredibly strong. So it knocks Dio away and incapacitates him. Also notable uh, that the Cronenberg whiskey appears right before it gets into, like, the first actual instance of, like, body horror of, like, yeah, the guy attacking him, and Dio holds out a knife and like slices through his hand and arm, and then he smashes this mangled stump into a wall. Ugh. Yeah, it's real good. Uh, which is where so so when I say Dio gets knocked away, I mean he gets knocked away like a good fifty, sixty feet. Yes, he flies off. Like he, like yeah, his back is completely straight. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, but he he gets all the wind knocked out of him. Uh, he breaks his collarbone. He mentions, uh, which is a problem for him then. But apparently, like the next episode, which is a day later, it's not a problem anymore. But the yeah. vampire is upon him. Uh, the vampire sinks its fingers into the flesh of like Dio's neck. Yes, and starts sucking blood out through its fingers. Yeah, because that's how vampires work in this one, for some reason. Yeah. It's it's super gross. Yeah. Uh, but then the sunlight comes up, and the vampire breaks into pieces and is done away with. And that is when only then it registered to me that oh no, maybe that is a vampire because the blood sucking and the sunlight, and not just a zombie. Uh huh. It still at that point did not register me to to me that that mask was not an ogre, but in fact a vampire. For some reason, that just caught up to me like the other day. <laughs> The fangs on it didn't tip you off? No, because like, the fangs are like coming from the bottom. Aren't they? No, they're from the top. Okay, I don't know. Anyway. Okay. We already established I don't like to read. I just looked at all the pictures of the show and I didn't actually read any of the subtitles. Yeah, that makes things a little difficult, but I'm surprised sure. at how well you're following along. So then... uh. Dio comes back to the Joestar mansion, but lying in wait is Jonathan Joestar. He has completed his mission, and he has come back, and he is not happy. Nope, uh, I think he's brought the police with him. That's right, that, but you just see Jonathan, and that's the end of episode two. Yeah, so, uh, 
Yeah, so we, we roll into episode uh, three, and uh, Dio, having now been kind of caught in the act uh, with no other option available to him, starts doing some real Frieza shit and just, like, begging for forgiveness. But he's actually just going to, like, pull a knife on JoJo once JoJo gets near. Yes. But he does uh, not but... know that uh, the police are there along with George Joestar and, and Robert Speedwagon. Speedwagon. Yep. Yeah. Our boy. Who says, and I quote, Speedwagon's my name and meddling is my game. <laughs> uh... He also says, time for Speedwagon to play it cool in a future episode. <laughs> yes. I actually have that written down. Yep. It's time for Speedwagon to make like a cool breeze and blow on through. Wait, is that actually what he said in your version? Yes, yeah. Maybe we have different subtitles. I think we might. So, a uh, little inside baseball for you. You're watching yours on Crunchyroll. Yeah. Uh, which I I have been watching my network because I am absolutely not doing my job. So Crunchyroll apparently doesn't work at my job. There is something with the video player. I guess a script is disallowed. So I have to use a real shady site that's like mm. WatchCartoonsOnline.io. Yeah. And so I'm going off of I'm going off of probably a different translation of this. Uh, I'm just going to say I like my version of Ario Speedwagon's line more than yours. I do too, actually. But I will also mention that I was watching the Crunchyroll versions because I could also do that work uh, on short notice. So um, I do have the Blu-rays, and I wonder if their subtitles are any different. Yeah, but I'll be, be using those from now on. Also, good to note on a recording, we are both very bad at our jobs. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway... So, Speedwagon is there. Do not send this episode to my boss, please. <laughs> Nobody rat on us. Um, snitches well, get stitches. Uh, Speedwagon does say that Dio smells worse than a pile of puke. Yeah. Uh, Speedwagon's great. And he brings out uh, the guy who sold Dio the poison, Mustached Vegeta. I had wrote here that he looks like one of the grossest caricatures of a Chinese man <laughs> I have ever seen since, like, old issues of Iron Man. Do you know what his uh, name is? Because they haven't no. said in the show yet. I don't know if they ever will. Uh, Wang I've... Chan. This, this show's so fucking good. A little reference to Wang Chung for you. Everybody, Jesus Wang Chung Christ. tonight. <laughs> uh, so, Dio... Won't be taken alive, no matter what. So he still rushes Jojo down with the knife, uh, but George gets in the way and is stabbed instead. Yes. Well, specifically, yeah, Dio gets the mask out oh, and he yeah. says, I'm going to use yeah. your blood, and then George gets in the way. But it doesn't yeah, matter. he's like, I'm going to use... Yeah, so the police just start dumping into Dio, but he's cool with it. Because at this point, on. Dio, yeah, because Dio, he he says some stuff about like, okay, well, you know, there's no there's no out for me here. I'm done being human. So like, I'm just gonna put this mask on, and we're just gonna let this run its course. Yeah. Uh, he but he tries that... to do it with 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 JoJo's blood, but he gets George's blood instead. But whatever, it works. Yeah, Dio says that humans have limits, and so he is throwing away his humanity. He is moving beyond it. Yes. 
Uh, we also get a brief flashback here where uh, Dario kept the ring from the first episode and at some point tried to, like, pawn it off but got caught in the act and locked up. And uh, Dario claimed that uh, George actually had gifted him the ring. And so when George comes and he sees just the sorry state that Dario is in, he just decides to lie and go, yeah, you know, I, I gifted him that. And he gives the ring back to Dario and says, you know, sell this, swear off your wicked ways, and uh, become a, a gentleman dandy like me. Yeah. Uh, which Dario does not do. No, of course not. No. And so they seem to say that then George actually knew about what Dor- Dario was up to, uh, which just means he's even more of a sucker. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but also like a real good dude. Yes, but to uh, his also, detriment. Yeah, also Dio is a vampire now and he's just punching cops to pieces. Yeah, he just punches a guy like the top of his head off. Yeah. As he just keeps going, I have in my notes, uh, Dio's screaming re a lot while all of this is happening. He's crawling around on the ceiling and he keeps doing this thing as it looks like he just has a yeah. bunch of dry ice in his mouth. Yes. Uh, so the police have uh, been physically destroyed. Yeah. Uh, George is dead. He picks up one um, of them and throws them at others and they all explode. <laughs> Damn straight. Like their limbs so now fly it is, off. Uh, Speedwagon is terrified. Uh, Jojo is also scared, but Jojo knows that he has a job to do. He needs to defeat Dio. So he grabs a, uh, a spear off of a, a set of knight's armor, uh, tries to stab Dio with it. It goes through Dio's hand, and then Dio clinches the, uh, the, the pole, bends it, I think he, like, breaks it in half and then, like, stabs Jojo in the shoulder with the spear. Yes. And so for about the next 10 to 15 minutes, Jojo just has a spear jutting out of his shoulder because he doesn't think to take it out, I guess. Yeah. Well, he uses it later on, so it does Yeah, I guess he's saving it. Yeah. Yeah, He's Um, saving it for later. Yeah. Uh, Jojo decides to set fire to his home, and he throws Speedwagon out of it. Uh, we get a lot of real good Speedwagon just screaming outside of the mansion and doing the, the typical shonen thing of telling the audience basically what we're actually seeing. Yeah. But like, in a real shocked way to let us know that it's also, like, really badass. N- Nani? Yeah. There's a lot of that in um, the show. Absolutely. And it starts here. Yeah. The real JoJo uh, but, starts now. Yes. I mean, in a way, absolutely. Uh, JoJo's plan is for the fire to grow so hot that it will be enough to completely burn and, I guess, cremate uh, Dio. Yes, so because he's... He Dio up. Well, he is regenerating, and so he has to get hot enough that can yes. outburn his regeneration. Yeah. JoJo is, JoJo is a thinking man. Is he? He understands. He's a thinking man in the way that Goku is a thinking man. Goku understands battle. Goku knows how to pull off some impossible shit in battle. Okay. Uh, but when it comes to anything else, he's a big, stupid, dumb, dumb. Uh, 
JoJo, I think, is a, a smart Burke, Burke, book learned man. Of <laughs> is Berkeley educated? Yeah, I'm not a book learned man. That's why I said fucking Burke. <laughs> Burke. He understands fighting. Uh, what JoJo, I think, doesn't understand is social interaction and trust. Uh, okay. I yeah. think JoJo's very naive about people. You think JoJo's on the spectrum? JoJo might have a little bit of the Asperger's in him. A little bit. Just a That's little, okay. just a tiny bit. Yeah. Still more successful than me. Anyway, <laughs> he pushes Dio back into the fire, and we get the sequence of them falling down. I'm not sure what structure this is. It's like a huge chimney big enough to house two giant men and then some. Well, wait. First, There's... you skip the part where JoJo runs up the stairs, and then Dio just walks up oh, a wall yeah. by jamming his feet into the wall. And he's doing his typical, like, Dio strut that yeah. he does, where, like, one hand is in his, in like, tucked into his pants, and then the other is just, like, man, Dio is so cool. And I think that might be the first time he does the muda, 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 muda thing. I, yeah, I think. I think so, too. I, this is also the point where I started really getting into Dio's whole thing. <sighs> yeah. Like, I'm I'm way into Dio now. The weird thing is, I've noticed that in the version I was watching, the subtitles actually remove a lot of him saying his own name. Because you can hear him saying, like, Dio! But it doesn't actually say it in the subtitles. You need to switch over to my weird... <laughs> yeah, maybe. Most likely legal and full of spyware website. <laughs> okay. My subtitles are way better. I'll, I'll check my Blu-rays and... If that doesn't have enough D-O-N, I might. Although that would be kind of irrelevant pretty soon. I I do think that the whatever I'm watching has in the intro one of those things that's just like translated by such and such group. But then since it's in the intro, I had exactly one opportunity to see it before I stopped watching those entirely. Yeah. So I'm not sure. It might be that someone just ripped the Blu-rays with the subtitles up. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I doubt it. They're stylized, so I'm thinking not, but I don't know. Maybe they did some cool thing with their subtitles. Yeah. Anyway, they're they're falling down a, a, a structure that I, again, I, I do not know what it is for. It is both very, very, very wide and very, very long because they are falling for an insane amount of time. Yeah, they're falling at about uh, like 80 miles per hour or about a minute. Yeah, and then Dio uh, just punches his hand into the wall, <laughs> and like suspends himself, sticking straight out of the wall. This whole like, fucking it, JoJo. sequence. It, he punches the wall and and sticks out. JoJo then sinks the spear into the wall below him, flips onto the spear, uses the spear like a spring to spring up to Dio to grab Dio's foot to pull him back in the fire. But he comes but he up misses short. Dio's foot. Yep. Yeah, so he rips his own belt off in this very short amount of time that feels like an eternity is taking place, and he whips Dio's leg with the belt and then successfully rips Dio off the wall. Yes. And that is not all, because as they are falling, Dio tells him that he will still survive and that Jojo has only doomed himself until Jojo notices the statue of the goddess of love down below, <laughs> kicks Dio into it, so Dio is skewered by the goddess statue, 
and in the process of kicking him, has propelled himself through a window out into safety. It's quite a sequence. <laughs> this show is fucking insane. Yes, and yes. I love it. Loving it? Yeah, Dracula I'm... dead and loving it. Th- that that entire sequence of events from start to finish, every step of the way is so utterly insane. But it just it doesn't feel out of place in this at all because they've already done enough to establish that this show itself is utterly insane. It's also not the craziest thing that will happen that we're going to talk about today. No. Not not by a long shot. Not <laughs> even by a long shot. Yeah, like all of episode four, man. Uh, which <laughs> so. To to just kind of wrap up episode uh, three, uh, his his home collapses. Uh, Jojo has lost everything except for his speed wagon. I mean, friends so, I mean, are what really been... count. No, I mean, dude, if your friend is speed wagon, have you really lost anything at all? I mean, he did lose his house and his father. Uh, yeah, whatever, and, and his He's dog. Got speed wagon. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been like been fifteen years ago by this point. <laughs> Uh, but the the Wang Chung is still alive. Wang Chang, please. Sure, uh, and is just rooting around through the rubble for the mask. And when he finds it, Dio's hand just sort of shoots out of the rubble and starts sucking blood out of Wang to partly restore himself. So Dio is still alive, but he is damaged. And it very quickly establishes the only way for him to get back up to fighting strength is to absorb blood from other people. And also by doing this, he turns Wang Chan into a zombie to serve him. Yeah, that just ferries him around on like a little little cart in episode four. Yes. It's like, okay. hell, to get right into it. Like, that's the opening scene of episode four. Yeah, it is. Is uh, Jack the Ripper is murdering a woman. And Dio shows up and he's just like, I'm uniting all of the the sickos and the perverts and the murderers in London. He says they're all gonna serve me. He says that few people are born without morals, and so he is going to form the evil elite. Hell yeah. Uh Dio's ever shifting plans in this show. First it's I wanna just be Jojo. I want to absorb his role in life. Then it's I want to inherit the Joe Star Fortune. And now it's, well, if I can't join the social elite, I will make my own. Yeah. Take over so, everything. Yeah. So he uh, turns Jack the Ripper into zombie Jack the Ripper. Yep. And so now Dio uh, has two members of his zombie posse. Yeah. Which, you know... The, I was mistaken the first time the mask went on to somebody thinking that they became a zombie, but now zombies are actually literally involved. They are referred to as such. Yes. Uh, and then the intro happens. <laughs> regrettably. And, then, and, and you skip past that. Uh, well, I tab out of it, but oh, yes. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, why don't you catch us up on, on where JoJo was at? Well, so Jojo is, at this point, severely burned from uh, his genius plan of burning his own house down. But he is taken care of by Irina, who found him somehow. Uh, not exactly sure how that happened. Uh, I believe maybe Speedwagon brought him to her, because he's there too. But Uh, Yeah, but it would also be total coincidence, because Speedwagon doesn't know who Irina is. 
Yes. But I'm just saying, like, I would guess this is her job, maybe? Yeah, she's like a a nurse. Yeah, I... That stuff's not really clear. Uh, Before we see her, though, uh, Speedwagon is walking down a hallway, and he's made up his mind that he is going to go in there and give Jojo a piece of his mind and you know, basically lay his heart out there to Jojo to inspire Jojo to recover. And as I have noted here, Speedwagon is a passionate, 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 passionate man. All right. But then he sees Jojo in arena and he is moved. Yes. And that is where the line time for Speedwagon to make like a cool breeze and blow on through Uh comes in. And then uh, at one point, Arena faints, and Jojo reaches out and catches her with the arm, which has a broken shoulder. And she's yeah. like, but your arm is broken, Aza's. I'll always hold you, because he is smooth. Hell yeah. Uh, oh, actually, I guess the uh, Jack the Ripper stuff happens after that, because then I have a note that says, meanwhile, Dio is busy hypnotizing Jack the Ripper. Oh, okay. But anyway, anyway though, Jojo it, it, those recovers. Those being in a different order doesn't really matter. No, so. it doesn't. Jojo recovers. Uh, he and Arena are on a walk, and then they meet. Oh, Jesus Christ, this dude. <laughs> I just call him Dolly in my notes because he is so very obviously just Salvador Dolly. Oh, yeah. But his name is Will Antonio Zappelli. Man. <laughs> Master Zappelli of the Hamon Arts. Just this very extremely dapper dude who looks like Salvador Dali in a top hat and like a a white fancy man suit. Like even by fancy man standards, his suit is fancy. Uh Big old coattails. And he's eaten like like little sandwiches that he's very carefully dabbing pepper onto for each and every (laughs) bite. But yeah, that, that way you keep the pepper fresh. Yes, but he's also a bit of a klutz, but I think, like, that's, he's doing it on purpose, like, he's trying to, uh, there's a bit where he, like, goes, whoa, I'm falling over, and he just falls over this little thing he's sitting on, but then he just appears behind Jojo, and it's like, ah, gotcha. Yeah, it's an old Master Roshi trick. Or, like, a, like, a Yoda or something like that, like. Yeah, or, yeah. I'm pretending to be a, to be a doofus, but actually. Like Columbo. Sure, yeah. You know. One more thing. Will Will Antonio Zappelli comes up, he's like, uh, excuse me, sir, there was uh, just one more thing. Can I tell you about the ripple? Now, uh, I I heard you were looking uh, into fighting this uh, Dio fella. I got something you might be interested in. Have you ever heard of Hamon? But anyway, he, so, he goes up to Jojo and just immediately stabs him in the chest with his pinky finger. Yeah, which just heals all of Jojo's wounds. Yes, because it channels the art of Hamon, which is uh, so this, energy formed this by a, breathing. This is another area, I think, that our subtitles are differing because they never call it Hamon in my version of it. They call it the Ripple. Oh, well, that's just wrong. Which I, but it also sort of makes sense because the way they explain how the power work is all about ripples it and is. like energy transference. It is, but it, it um, was always Hemon 
the Hamon energy rippling which through. which also yeah which which also makes sense because Hamon is is sun and if he's fighting a vampire like Dio he would need to use the power of the sun to defeat him yes so. it, it's supposed to be related to light and oxygen and just like life in general yeah it my my whole thing i really like how the ripples slash Haman works in in all of this i think it is very well thought out and it's very interesting power yes it, it follows a weird kind of logic um which is basically that <laughs> breathing has oxygen it controls the or oxygen goes in your blood the blood goes to your cells and so by controlling the Hemon you control your cells or something and then you can also transfer that energy out of you and he demonstrates that by uh, walking into a river where there is a frog on a stone yeah, frogs just minding his own business viciously attacks this frog to arena's horror but as he punches the frog the energy transfers from his hand through the frog harmlessly and then expels through the stone, destroying the stone. Yeah. So Which is a really really good first demonstration of like this like establishing that that power can be used to hurt or heal or can even like move through things harmlessly. Yeah. Um well, and then he drops we... his backstory on us. Uh, and yes. why he is uh after the mask and by extension Dio. Should also mention that uh, at this point, Jojo grabs a tree branch, which causes it to start sprouting flowers, which yes. Zapelli takes to mean that Jojo is like a chosen one. Because really, he, okay, he, that's another area ours like, is ours is not. Well, he eye to ha- eye on. he has such innate power over the Hemon without even realizing it no. that that's... he knows he has great potential. In my translation, he was saying that the Haman or the ripple that was transferred into his arm by Sapelli was uh, being radiated out of his arm into the tree. So it was Zapelli's power that Jojo is unaware that he is transferring out. I mean, that's also true. It it is, but like the 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 way that they kind of describe it sounds very different from what you watched and what i watched well but so i guess like starting starting this episode our translations get very different well zapelli is very shocked that it happens like he looks at he 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 is this jojo may be an untapped wellspring of strength and talent he's doing that good anime thing and just going like oh Oh. this youth may be the one who can save the world yeah but we do get his backstory uh, which was he was part of, uh, I think it was like an expedition that found the mask. Uh, they were out at sea, and then I actually took bad notes on this part, so if you would explain it. Uh, some guy got curious and picked it up and put it on, and uh, then he went psycho and killed everybody else in the crew, like 60 of them, uh, and he almost got Zapelli, but then the sun came up. Uh, I did note here, though, uh, Zapelli escapes by jumping into the water and I guess just swimming across the ocean. Yep. Uh, but also, the man who put the mask on was his own father. Okay. I think I missed that. Uh, it's like very briefly revealed. It's sort of like this. And then the, the mask was my father. Well, see, and I, then it. 
Yeah, I might have looked away for a second because I did remember this part. Yeah, because I don't think he very specifically brings that up again. I think it's just that one, like, a quick sentence of, like, also it was my dad. Um, Oh, yeah, he he says he traveled... I'm not sure. He says he traveled the world as part of his dad's archaeological, archaeological team. But I don't know if that was actually his dad that put the mask on. Well... I don't know. Well, my translation matter. said, "My translation said, Dad." Yeah, it, it just so says, "I'm going with Dad." It says one of our team donned the mask. Uh, I also would. I also just like the fact that it is his father, or that it could be his father, because I think that gives Apelli an even more personal reason to try to destroy the mask. Yes. Yeah. Because if it were just like, yeah, if it were just like the whole crew died, then maybe he could. Like, maybe his reaction to that might be like, that was spooky, but I don't have to deal with that mask anymore, and this is a weird story that I need to figure out how to cope with. But if it's his father, he's got a reason compelling him to go destroy the mask. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it it was his father, because when the sun comes up, he sees the face. Disregard me. That was the part when I wasn't paying attention. Seems like that's Larry something you would. Going, Boy, this Sapelli character is so boring. That's something you should lead with, Sapelli. Come on. Yeah. Um. Oh, I also had uh, mentioned in my notes uh, back after JoJo got uh, fingered. Remember what? JoJo got what? fingered? Tom yeah. Green movie. No. No. <laughs> Remember when JoJo? talks to george and george is like make make daddy proud son remember when george joe stars at bed and he uh jojo is playing the keyboard he's saying daddy would you like some sausage i thought it was a weird scene when jojo just stopped off the side of the road and jacked off a horse (laughs) sure you know the japanese they have different (laughs) views about that stuff well, it came back around later when he blasted his father in the face with elephant cum, so, you know. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway. At this point, uh, Zappelli but, but I, but I, more I, I had wrote here real quick, uh, my, my favorite single image of the show so far is Jojo lifting a large stone with an absolutely astonished look on his face, just fucking dumbstruck by these events. Yeah. He's just holding it up, going like, oh, I'm better. So Zappelli trains Jojo in the art of Hamon for a little while. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell how much time actually passes. But eventually they go through a uh, ominous dark tunnel, which is a great idea. Yep. And they run into none other than Jack the Ripper, who has stabbed the horses and also was hiding inside one of them? Yeah. Um, so we're pretty much up to Dolly versus Jack the Ripper now. Uh, zombie Jack the Ripper. Yep. Uh, Dolly punctures a bottle of wine with his finger and pours it into a glass and decides to fight Dolly without spilling a drop of the wine. Or, I'm sorry, fight Jack the Ripper. Uh, Jack the Ripper, meanwhile, has his own little gimmick, which is that his body is filled with switchblades. Yeah, he, he just sprouts knives. Yes. And everyone just recognizes, oh, 
So that's how he was able to kill all those horses so quickly. Yep. Like, but, oh, of course, well, if his body is switchblades, then that, that only scene, follows. That scene of Jack coming out of the horse grinning, and everybody's reaction is just like, he was hiding inside the horse? <laughs> also, Jojo over there thinking, thank God I didn't jack that horse off. Also, Jack just stabs himself in the face because he thinks it's a hoot. Yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> uh, Jack seals the uh, entrance to the tunnel to cut off any sunlight, uh, but he is outclassed, and so he retreats further into the tunnels through a hole in the wall. Uh, Zapelli then instructs Jojo to take the glass of wine and go hunt down Jack the Ripper using all that he has taught him, and he warns him that if he drops a single drop of wine out of that glass then he will basically disown Jojo and will abandon him. Yeah. Just like his father. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, except all the mask-related murders. Sure. Inconsequential, really, to the story. I mean, you know. Yeah. But uh, So Jojo stalks through these dark passageways looking for Jack the Ripper, who is also... Flying around on this contraption, which I don't know why it's actually supposed to be. It looks like a rib cage made of blades. It looks like one of those, uh, like a hair clip, almost. Yeah, a little bit. But he's just, but yeah, he's just up, like floating around on it, having a good old time. Yeah, flying around on that fucker like it's the flying Nimbus. We really need more Dragon Ball references here. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, Zapelli is pretty much King Kai. Yeah, kind of. He makes the uh, Nokia ringtone. <laughs> There's that whole bit where he was peeing for distance. Uh-huh. Anyway. Uh, so Jojo is sort of... Uh, he's, like, remembering all the lessons that Zabelli taught him about, like, breath control and everything. Um, he then detects ripples in the wine of... Uh, which I guess means Jack's sight is based on movement or something. Uh, no, and I mean, it's basically he's just detecting energy. I'm because just, he... Okay, I'm so... Just, remember that just, part? It was a Jurassic, it's a Jurassic Park thing. It, it ripples in the glass, and that's how he knows he's there, like the T-Rex from Jurassic Park. No, this was before Jurassic Park. Anyway. Um, that's do, true. That's do, a good point. Yeah, it is. Do you remember that part in Breaking Bad where Mike uh, goes into the building and there's the guy on the other side of the wall and he points the gun at the yeah. wall and that guy is like pointing up and down to get him to aim the gun in the right place so he shoots him through the wall? That's basically what yeah. JoJo does with him on energy. And he he sends it through the wall and melts Jack's face. Yep. Uh so he returns, the wine is on the glass, and the party is good to move on. Jack the Ripper is dead. Yep. Episode four is done. Put in the books. Yep. Uh, we then roll right on to episode five, where we get a brief history of a coastal town, and then much like the episode where it was like, something worse is headed than Jack the Ripper to London... It's like, okay, well, you know, this cozy town, uh, by the end of the night, everyone will be dead. <laughs> yeah. 
A little dark there, Jojo. Come on. Yeah. So when they arrive, uh, Zapelli gets the idea that uh, rather than just have Speedwagon be dead weight, he will poke him with his pinky and unlock uh, Haman energy inside Speedwagon temporarily. Uh, but he misses. And I don't know if I looked away from the screen, but I'm assuming he accidentally poked Speedwagon in the crotch? Nah, I think he just, like, knocked the wind out of him. Okay, because Speedwagon's, like, doubled over and is in a lot of pain. Well, JoJo was, too, until his arm came back, like, you know. Yeah. At first he was wheezing the same way Speedwagon there, is. There's, there's no time to deal with any of that, though, because a boy launches himself like a slingshot. A boy dressed like grabs... Huckleberry Finn. <laughs> yes, grabs their suitcase and then hurls himself over, like, a river. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, use this grappling hook like he's in Lost Planet. <laughs> yeah. Just like, skeet scatting and beep bopping all over the place. And so Zapelli's just like, well, I guess we gotta go get this kid. So he, he creates ripples in the water that he's able to, like, tiptoe across while making hilarious <laughs> laughing sounds. Just go like, ho ho, ha ha hee hee. Yep. That's I'm chasing great. this boy, it's so much fun, ho ho. And then Jojo follows him, and Zapelli tells him, uh, Hey, you're not doing that great at this. You gotta up your ham on energy. And uh, then the kid starts climbing up a cliff to get away, because, um, I don't know, th- this kid, he's got guts. I bet he could climb the oh. aggro crag. We, we soon find out, though, uh, th- they knock him off of the cliff using ham on energy. And Jojo catches him, but the kid has no idea where he is or what he did. Because uh, as it turns out, Dio knew Jojo and the others were arriving, so he hypnotized this boy to lure Jojo, uh, Zapelli, and Speedwagon to a very specific spot, a graveyard, right as the sun would be setting. Yes. Uh, which creates an undead ambush. Dio playing with, 4D uh, chess over here. Yes. <laughs> Standing on the highest rung on, like, these gigantic rocks that I don't recall being there before. I, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> but he's just like, you fell for it. Suckers. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, I think it's, Zapelli decides that he should be the first one to attack. Because uh, JoJo's not ready yet. You should mention, the the first thing when Dio shows up. They're like, hey, you're not burned anymore. And Dio's like, yeah, I had to suck a lot of blood to heal these burns. And they ask how many people he's killed, and Dio replies with, how many pieces of bread have you eaten? Yeah. Uh, My translation, I think, also had a better line. It was, do you count how many breadcrumbs you leave behind? That's pretty good, too. Um, But... Zapelli hurls himself at him uh, and tries to send him on energy through uh, Dio's arm as he blocks it. But Dio, and this gets super confusing for me. (laughs) So fucking confusing. Sucks all the fluid out of Zapelli's arm, which freezes it like literal ice. Yeah, uh, and I put down Dio has ice powers now. Energy through his arm because it has nowhere to travel through. Yeah, he 
he gives an explanation for it, but I don't remember exactly what it is. It's something about uh, vaporizing the moisture in his arm or something. Here's the thing about the explanation, though. There is more going on in the explanation than there is in the actual fight. This is very an extremely anime thing of two characters did something that looks really cool. Now we're going to take four times as long to explain precisely why that looked so cool by giving you, like, minute details on how these powers worked and how one character knew, like, oh, his power would do this, so I would do this, and it would shut down the power in this way, and now you're incapacitated this other way, and so you can't do this, and haha, I've got the upper hand. Okay, Dio's explanation is that now he has complete control over his body, so he vaporized the moisture in his arm, and when it vaporized, it sucked up heat, with which flash froze Zapelli's arm. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, yeah, when 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 the strike actually takes place, it just looks like Zapelli's arm got frozen, and then we're we're treated to this that whole explanation, except over a much longer span of time. Yeah, uh, and then. Jojo jumps up and he's like, I want to get in on some of this exposition business. <laughs> so. I want to explain things. <laughs> I want to have fun too. He slides his hand uh, between Zapelli and Dio's other fist before they can collide, which flash freezes his hand but spares Zapelli. Uh, and then all three of them just kind of like bounce away from each other and sort of. Uh, reset more or less yes uh, it also Jojo's hand is incapacitated uh Zapelli's arm is incapacitated it also should be said that during all of this uh the child thief whose name by the way is Poco uh is still hanging on Jojo's back oh yes that's right he tells him to wait there yeah um Fun fact, uh, the album art for at least one of Poco's albums was uh, drawn by Phil Hartman, R.I.P. This that's, episode that's dedicated to Phil Hartman. That's right. R.I.P. Phil uh, Hartman. And so I also have here that uh, Zapelli, knowing that he can no longer use his powers and soon may lose his arm to frostbite, needs to quickly come up with a way to warm his arm. And Speedwagon has just the solution, and it's to rub Zapelli's arm against his hot, hot abs. Uh-huh. <laughs> Zapelli is going to <laughs> give up his abs to heal, or uh, Speedwagon is going to give up his abs to heal Zapelli. Speedwagon's whole body is glowing with red, radiating warmth as he's rubbing his <laughs> arm around. Nobody is warmer than Speedwagon. And Speedwagon is just like, yes, this hurts a whole lot having your frigid arm against my body, but I would do anything for you and JoJo because Speedwagon is a passionate, 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 passionate man. Speedwagon cares more about JoJo than he cares about himself. Speedwagon is the best. He is. Oh, well, all this is going on. not seen the last of Speedwagon. He will continue to show up. Good. Uh, but while all this is going on, uh, two new contenders are summoned up, and it is motherfucking Tarkus and Bruford. Yep. Uh, Dio tells them to wise from their grave, like an altered beast, and these two knights show up. 
one of them is huge and has a giant sword uh and the other one is smaller but he has prehensile hair uh which also sucks blood yes i mean of course it does he he jams his hair into i think jojo's hand and then uh jojo later like uh burns it off with Haman energy or, or something like that but yep also having here a rock falls and makes a gundam sound i don't remember that but i believe it like the the metallic clink from gundam is in there anyway i watched a lot of gundam <laughs> okay <laughs> i notice things like this i'm sorry anyway we got we get a lot of uh, backstory about uh targus and blueford um yeah which they were servants to the Queen Mary Stuart, who was betrayed by Queen Elizabeth I, who everyone knows sucks. Um, and basically they gave themselves up in exchange for their queen being spared. But before they were executed, they found she was already dead. And so they cursed Queen Elizabeth and her descendants, and they have a score to settle. Uh, there is a really good... Um two little bits in there I like before the story wraps which is that uh, Tarkus's neck was so taut with rage that it destroyed several axes before yeah. his head was chopped off and Bruford, I don't know if it was his severed head or what uh, bit a chunk out of one of the executioner's legs uh, what, I, yeah it was something about his hair like wrapping around their legs or something mm, alright might be another might be another could be because it also sounds uh, like yours calls him Bruford instead of Blueford yeah, mine is a B R U F O R T. So yeah, come on, that's some like that's like Son Goku. Yeah, Gotsu. But yeah, Gotsu. Uh, anyway. anyway, uh, Blueford or Bruford, depending uh-huh. on how much of a weeb you are, <laughs> sure. says that he wants to go one on one with JoJo, and Tarkus needs to stay out of it. Well. There's also a zombie who appears and jumps up and says, I'm gonna eat Jojo. Oh, and then uh, Blueford I rips wanna his... have fun too! <laughs> he rips his nose off. <laughs> yeah, with one finger and swipes yeah, it off. He's like, just get like, out of here! <laughs> get out of here, you weird zombie man! Fuck! The zombie's like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I thought I was helping. <laughs> Anyway, Jojo and uh, Bluford fight, uh, and they end up in a lake. And Dio uh, makes a pretty good assumption where he's like, okay, uh, Jojo uses Haman energy, uh, which requires uh, breath. And since he cannot breathe underwater, he cannot use Haman energy, which means Bluford has the advantage. So this is done. And I'm turning the town into zombies now. Peace. And just jumps away. Yeah. He's like, I'm out. Does the the real anime villain thing of not confirming the kill. Uh-huh. Very, uh, well, I mean, that's kind of a villain in everything. Like comics, movies, whatever. Sure, sure. But they go into the lake, and underwater, Jonathan realizes that, uh, there must be air trapped underneath the rocks. Yeah, because it was once a coal mining town, so the land would have been upturned. Yes. So instead of going for the surface, he goes to the bottom 
which uh, Blueford would never have expected. And yeah. he lifts up a rock. Ricky finds it. Gets a big old bubble, sucks uh-huh. it in, and is going to give him a fist of ham on. And then... S- sucks that fucker up like Sonic the Hedgehog, and then starts powering up his attack. And that's it. That's actually the first instance of, like, the meme of, like, to be continued. Like, you no. Know, yeah, actually it, it is because unless there is uh, unless there is a difference in um the, the way that it handled the audio mixing in your version because mine did not do the little stinger at the end it had the to be continued pop up but then roundabout just kicked in when the credits showed up and it kicked in in a weirdly like totally different part of the song than the last four episodes did yeah it did but i mean like the whole thing of it's saying to be continued just as something's about to hit okay that, that's yeah, what sure. i mean. i because, I think I more closely associate that with like the the little guitar twanging going on. Yeah, or uh, it pops up and then the, the song kicks in right when it does, which that doesn't happen here. But yeah, it is a a cliffhanger. The yes. first that we that we've got. The closest thing previously was the one where um, in at the end of episode two when Dio comes back to the mansion where it does have the little like, like guitar thing as yeah. he comes in, but that wasn't like a to be continued as a fist was about to hit a face like it is here yeah um i think that's the only episode so far that has had that yeah twang in there i'm not sure anyway uh we're not quite up to the typical jojo ending but we're getting there yeah they were figuring it out as they went along i think yeah how much roundabout do we use what part of roundabout do we use (laughs) the answer is all of it Yes, just play all of Roundabout. But anyway, that's all. Oh, 11 that's... minutes or however long that song is, because I remember it being a fucking eternity. Yeah, it is. It's also one of the hardest songs in Rock Band. Uh, but <laughs> that's the end of episode five. And so that's the end of the first episode of Stand and Deliver. So we'll see you next week with episodes six through nine. We'll be finishing out part one, Phantom Blood. Yeah, bye-bye. Well, last year, wildfires throughout the western United States destroyed an estimated 50,000 acres and over 300 homes. Now many fear that with the new Republican-controlled Congress cutting the budgets of key federal agencies, such as the Forest Service and Army Corps of Engineers, fires this summer could be even more devastating. Here with a commentary, Frankenstein. Frankenstein! Frankenstein, everybody! Frankenstein!